she talks about how her job when she was fresh out of college in the early 80s was to teach Ebola how to infect human cells. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. I just, I picture her as like uh, a bitter, in a bar, smoking whiskey there. She sees a baller on the news, on TV, doing so well. So I taught him everything he knows. He doesn't thank me for it. I had no credit. <laughs> Awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another terrible movie because it turns out when they're bad enough, movies can kill people. I'm your host, No Illusions. Heath is unable to join us this week, but sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I am innocent of marijuana possession. Thank you. Oh, okay. Noah. Interesting. Interesting. There's police lies. <laughs> no warrant Tickets. for my arrest. There's a, never. And did it. <laughs> it's a, I too was arrested because I was on to them. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Hello. Second hello. <laughs> and sitting one ocean to my right is our guest masochist today. Michael Marshall is the project director for the Good Thinking Society. He's the host of Be Reasonable and the co-host of Skeptics with a K. Marsh, welcome back, sir. Hey, nice to be back, guys. Uh, thanks for having us back on and for putting me through this. Because if this, the world wasn't already making me obsess about this virus, <laughs> uh, this film is certainly going to do the trick. <laughs> oh, well, like somehow I feel like this is both the longest and shortest movie we've ever done. <laughs> in so many ways so okay so let's just spill the beans here tell us marsh what will we be breaking down today uh we watch plandemic it's the half hour excerpt from an upcoming documentary asterisk in which a world leading virologist another asterisk uh, tells the true asterisk uh, story of how anthony fauci and the deep state ruined her life Whole bunch more asterisks. I would love to see a transcript of this movie just with asterisks after every dubious oh, statement. It'll look like the fucking title card for MASH. This yes. <laughs> All right, and Eli, how bad was this movie, asterisk? Well, if you loved Loose Change, but you wish it was filmed from inside the Twin Towers, <laughs> you will love this movie. Look, We've watched a lot of crazy bullshit documentaries. We watched Vexed. We watched Aliens Aren't Real. They're demons trying to get you to do butt stuff, right? <laughs> but we've never before watched a documentary where, like, the subject of their lie was something you could drive from your house and get yourself killed by it. Right? This is like if they made a moon denial documentary from the fucking moon. <laughs> this this is, no, trust me, that knife will go all the way in. You'll be fine. The movie. <laughs> it's so goddamn reckless. It is homo-fucking-sidal, this movie. Like, I mean, I mean, we watched Vexed, and I'm like, are you kidding me? This movie? Oh. Yeah, okay. So it, it, we're going to do our best worst. So apparently I'm going first this time here. It got moved <laughs> around. So I'm going with uh, best worst slick production on this flick. All right. Every goddamn article I saw about this going into it said this was a slickly produced video that makes this argument. But, but the goddamn filmmaker misspells <laughs> 
filmmaker in the opening <laughs> minutes of the film. Oh, that's amazing. Right? I, there are two doctors sitting next to one another who, like, where the cameraman refuses to shoot both of them in the same fucking frame. He's going to have half of them in one frame and half of them in the other. It's the, the first glaring error of this movie occurs six seconds in. I mean, <laughs> slick compared to some of the shit we've watched, but holy fuck, what were these other guys talking about? <laughs> I think they might mean slick in the sense of slippery because the, <laughs> every other sentence was a totally different lie, so it was like trying to grab that arc Arcade worm, you okay. would win. With yeah, yeah, uh, the little, the yeah, yeah, the the yeah. pocket vagina that eventually turned into a children's toy. I know exactly what you're talking. Exactly. About. Yes. See, I was going to go with best worst evil plan. So, <laughs> just to be clear, this is a 26 minute movie asterisk. And let me make sure I understand this. Anthony Fauci's plan was to steal a former. Ebola trainers AIDS research. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a little sol- tiny, a little tiny whip and a little tiny chair, yeah, a little hoop <laughs> for them to jump through, for sure. Th- then he uses that AIDS research to solidify his dark world North Carolina Wuhan connections. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Then he spends. Two decades and four administrations warning everybody about it. Three and a half, yeah. Only to give it to everyone and then patent the vaccine, a.k.a. the Faucine. (laughs) It's a foolproof plan. Just making sure I got the Well, there's one thing they haven't counted on, Marsh, and that's that (laughs) the people can see through their lie. (laughs) So this this links to my best worst, because I had um, best worst understanding of vaccines. Because the plan, you're absolutely right, that was the entire plan, Eli. And then it was to wait until pretty much everyone in the world is infected with the virus and then sell them the vaccine. <laughs> right at the point where a vaccine's useless because you've already got it. Yes. It's not a cure. It's not a treatment. It's a vaccine. It's preventative. You've got to do it before people get infected. Yeah, they're really <laughs> fucking up their profit margins on this thing every day here. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll tell you what. There are only 26 minutes to debunk, but that could take 26 hours if we wanted to hit every single lie. So we're going to keep the break brief. When we come back, we'll dive into all the homicidal misinformation that is plandemic. Right. But you can see how the the accusation itself is hurtful. I do not see that. No. Eli, now. Ah, Thank you. Thank you, Noah. Um, What was that and how do I join? Oh, I uh, I give Noah 40 bucks a week to remind me to brush my teeth. For two minutes. Yes, two minutes. And flossing. Yes, and flossing. Look, I'm all for striking Eli whenever possible, but why don't you just try Quip? Hmm. You look like Martin Screlly. No, not, not a Quip. Quip. Oh, what's Quip? They're the Good Habits Company. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping, so your routine is always right. Wow, that does sound easier than paying Noah to slap me. Yeah, and if you go to getquip.com slash awful right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash awful, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash awful. Quip. The Good Habits Company. Thanks, Marsh. Ow. Noah, you can stop. I'm going to use Quip now. 
no, I just I just don't like you very much. So that is fair. Hi, I'm Eli Bosnick. And I'm No Illusions. You know, episodes like this one can get a little serious. With this much deadly information to debunk, there's less time to talk about what animals combined with what celebrities people look like. And let's face it, a worldwide conspiracy is a lot more fun to believe than a series of underfunded, unprepared government agencies that let your grandma die. Which is why we've created MarshDidCovid.com. That's right. MarshDidCovid.com. Seriously, another website. Why did Marsh do COVID? Well, as many of you know, QED recently canceled its 2020 convention. There were going to be like a thousand people there, Eli. Leaving Marsh skeptic of the year for the third year in a row. Coincidence? We think not. Find out the truth today at MarshDidCovid.com. Because Marsh did COVID with his science powers. Why do I keep coming here? <laughs> and we're back and we're going to make it all the six seconds into the movie before they betray how slickly produced the movie isn't. As for my, uh, my opening. Marsh, I noticed that you've also, you've also known as the Sarah. Well, yeah, so they've, they've misspelled the word copyright. They said we use copyrighted and, and well, it says uncopyrighted and they've spelled copyrighted wrong. And then I thought, well, what is uncopyrighted? And I realized they've also spelled non-wrong. What they mean is non-copyrighted and they managed to fuck up both of those words. So yes, they've yes. got a very low win percentage, even per word of the first sentence. It's amazing. Again, like we're talking about just one run through spell check and we're and, and this is, you know, we, we, we hit the slickly that we're going for here. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be fair, it is the least deadly mistake that they will make in <laughs> that movie. So that's true. Credit again, where credit's due. Like it's, you know, it, it, yeah. Take medical advice from a goddamn YouTube video that can't make it through the first written or spoken sentence without a <laughs> glaring error that they didn't notice. Yeah, not, not even my favorite uh, spelling mistake in the film. It's nope. not even my favorite one. <laughs> and it's not often you get that with films that you get to say that the spe- pick out spelling mistake is your favorite. Also, they're they're very clearly trying to do legalese, even though they don't know any legal. Like they bumped Andrew on an escalator, and now they're trying to make it into a lawsuit. They, they have this sentence where they're like, "Any film made in good faith, intended for educational distribution, is exempt from all laws." Yep. Is this film being detained? And first of all, <laughs> if there's ever been a movie that's made not in good faith, it's this fucking movie. Second oh. of all. That's not how copyright works, right? Like, your teacher wasn't legally exempt from all copyright laws when they showed roots because they were stoned before class. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So, we get past the first couple of misspellings, and then we're going to meet the... So, this entire movie, basically, is a entirely non-critical interview with Dr. Judy Mikovits. Is that the, the pronunciation? I think Mikeovitz. Yeah. And, and we were introduced to her by a bullshit asshole lying fucking narrator saying, and I quote, Dr. Judy Mikeovitz has been called one of the most accomplished scientists of her generation. Yeah, just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's been called a lot of other things as well, including the defendant. A fraud fucking fired. Yeah, all kind of shit. <laughs> Credit where credit's due. This movie begins with, uh, before hello. 
Yeah. Like, they, don't really, they don't spend any time on her credentials. They're just like, she's been called a great scientist. And here's why she's not a fraud thief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. They don't protest too much in the opening goddamn lines of the movie. And so is she like, first of all, okay. So apparently she was a middling scientist, could publish some shit and then have this one crazy controversial paper where like no one could replicate her findings and everyone else involved in the paper voluntarily retracted it. But she refused to until millions of dollars were spent on a study that ultimately disproved her hypothesis from her one paper. And then she admitted it was wrong, but then later started saying it was still right. Despite that study, that's the person that we're dealing with here. What? Yeah. And then. Stole a bunch of shit on her way out. <laughs> yeah, right, right. When they fired her because she kept sticking by this fucking theory that had been proven wrong, she stole a bunch of the fucking research and property. Yes, and that is the hero of uh, of this documentary. That's the hero of the of this interview. That's the person we're rooting for. Is that thief who did terrible science, and she's the whistleblower who were on the side of. Amazing. Yeah, and just to be clear. Me and Dr. Miskowitz, I got fired from Quiznos when I was 16 years old, and I took a whole bag of the sweet black Angus meat home with me. <laughs> me and Dr. Miskowitz have the same approach to what happens when we're let go. We just grab the nearest thing and stuff it in our fucking backpack. And I also, look, I want to, I don't mean to belittle this woman when I, well, I mean, I mean to belittle her. I'm sorry. I, this, I don't mean to belittle this profession, as I say it. But look, before she was the lead researcher of this place where she did this fucking study that was so controversial, she was tending bar at a fucking yacht club. The people who own this fucking thing, that's where they met her. Yep. Okay. So like, th this is the person that's the leading scientist in her fuck in the fucking universe. Yeah, but you forget she did. She published that blockbuster article. Uh, you know, it was in in the journal Science. You know, maybe you've heard of it. He definitely <laughs> delivers the journal Science like he's uh, he's kind of dropping that on the on the desk in front of you. Yeah, like the audience at home is going to go, "Ooh, yeah, science!" Exactly. You say, <laughs> and he says her her article sent shockwaves through the scientific community. And it's, yeah, a bit like the way that you're shocked when you see an intruder in the corner of your room and then you look again and you see, oh, you just hung your coat up slightly funny and you were mistaken. And it's, it's that kind of shock. Oh, if that was an intruder, that would have been shocking. But it, it turns out we were just wrong and actually it turns out to be something completely different and we were just mistaken. Everything was actually as we thought it should be. Uh, no, no surprises there after all. And it's also one of those weird ass fucking things that these conspiracy theorists always do where they use this authority, but then you, they don't let you use it, right? Like, so it, it, her, she was published in the journal Science. Ooh, big deal. I was like, okay, but what does, what does the journal Science say about her publication now? <laughs> right? If we're using that as an authority. <laughs> the editor of science wants to fight her like fist <laughs> it was in their editor section it's weird also we have to talk about the fact that she looks like the omega karen right like <laughs> like if, if she is the karen from which all other karens sprang <laughs> she makes sense physically yeah, I had that. Uh, she looks as if my aunt Kathy got the part of Agent Smith in the Matrix. Yeah, that's what uh, Judy looks like. There you go. Yeah, and oh, by the way, we should point out that all of this stuff we've said about her—either that's true, or she's the innocent victim of character assassination by Big Pharma. That's the other possibility, right? <laughs> yes, we're going to learn that Big Pharma and Science Magazine destroyed her professional career and her personal life. They say it destroyed her personal life. And I'm pretty sure Science Magazine didn't destroy her personal <laughs> life. Like, 
that's on. I don't think Science Magazine stopped in and was like, you should stop fucking. I don't know if you guys know that. She's <laughs> probably got diseases or something. Y'all. She lied about RNA traces within vaccines. Well, so, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> no she dick did. for her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So we meet her. She's going to be obviously the main character that we're going to follow through this movie. But we also have to meet our other major character. That is... He lists himself. This is how he lists himself as this little fucking pigeonhole in the blurb at the bottom of the goddamn screen. Father slash. So, first of all, man, fuck you. Slash <laughs> filmmaker. Not- yeah, yeah, Phil, Phil Maker. <laughs> Phil Maker is what he, what he is. He can't spell <laughs> yes, Phil just Maker. the 1M. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's always a good sign when your CV has two items on it and one of them is misspelled. And the other one is has functioning seed. And that is yeah. the entirety of your qualifications. Yeah, live it up, model slash actors. You finally have someone to look down on. The father <laughs> slash filmmakers of the world. And, you know, because he is a, a filmmaker, you might wonder what other films he's made. Uh, so he made a, he made a film called uh, Neurons to Nirvana, which is all about psychedelic drugs and their powers to heal you. And he also produced a pseudo-inspirational documentary called Leap. And he'll be making some real leaps in this particular one as well. So he's, he's carried that theme of Leap on. Well, yeah, might be the worst leap we've ever watched if we watched it on this movie or, or on this uh, podcast, rather. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is Mickey Willis. He also misspells his, like, not just filmmaker, he also misspells his first fucking name. M-I-K-K-I. Uh, as a Michael who's been Mickey at various points in his life, this offended me. This offended me too, Michael. Nobody, just because you were ever, it's hard to take seriously anybody called Mickey anyway, but he just really removed any possibility of credibility by going for the double K option. So you've got to, got to hand it to him for giving us that uh, right up front, really. Yeah, for, for all, somehow having less fucking intellectual integrity than the cartoon mouse version of that name. Yes. <laughs> this guy goes to the strip club and the girls are like, no, really, what's your name? <laughs> what's, what's your real name? <laughs> all right. And oh, and, and so as to this guy's motivations, because I've seen, again, I read a ton of shit on like debunking this and everything leading into this. And a lot of people spend a lot of ink on whether or not this guy really believes what he's saying or whether he's just trying to promote this book or whatever. I don't fucking care, right? You have, you made a video to rebut medical advice. I don't give during a fuck. During the pandemic. Yeah, yeah during yeah. the goddamn pandemic, right? Like, like I, I don't care how sure you were that demons were going to fly out of the stab hole afterwards. You still <laughs> murdered them, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's not a, the, the pile of dead bodies potentially at the feet of this documentary. Those people wouldn't be totally fine about it because they knew he was super sincere. So, oh, you really yeah. meant it. Oh, then it's fine that you convinced me to turn down real medicine to trust quackery and therefore led me to my death. It's fine if you absolutely believed it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like this documentary was made in one continuous fucking take. He had plenty of time while he was editing in news footage from the Chinese government to support his points to be like, should I Google what I'm saying? Nah. Right. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So he opens up this fucking interview. We finally get to the interview that's going to be the entire movie. And he's like, okay, so Judy, either you're a liar or everyone else in all of medical sciences. Um, we're going to go with, uh, with the, Latter option there and not really consider the former, as it turns out. He opens up with, you went to jail, like all great innocent scientist people. (laughs) 
Jesus Christ. Do you know how bad you have to fuck up science to go to jail? <laughs> like, <laughs> science has all sorts of mistake shit built in. You can spend 20 years of your life proving that you're wrong and get a Nobel Prize. This lady fucked science so hard, she went to jail. <laughs> the Piltdown guys didn't go to fucking jail, did they? Anyway, so yeah, and and right away, this, this whole story of hers falls apart as she's fucking telling it, right? She's like, you know, I was put under a five-year gag order where I was not allowed to say anything at all about this where they would manufacture new evidence and put me back into jail and I'm like wait they were going to manufacture evidence and they put a sunset clause on that <laughs> Why would they? I don't get it <laughs> no but to be fair she does say that for five years if I went on social media they said they'd find new evidence and I'm pretty sure Andrew has made the same threat to Eli in the past so, yeah, <laughs> he has he has she also explains that she went bankrupt but you can't go bankrupt if your credit score is good. Yeah, no, she says, yeah, you, she was forced into bankruptcy despite a perfect credit score. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not just a function of debt, lady, not... <laughs> it's not how bankruptcy works. Like, they're, they're there to take back your gold-plated couch, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's your credit score? I'm sorry, 720? <laughs> shit you don't have the money to pay for. Oh, God. The other thing she says is about going to prison. She says she knew there was no evidence the first time she went to jail. And to be fair, it turns out she is not the best judge of what constitutes evidence. So that's probably why she didn't recognize it when it was there. That'll be something of a recurring problem for her. And also, she like she says in the fucking opening thing, she's like, I went to jail. I was held without charges. There were no warrants or anything for my arrest. Like, those, that's a matter of public fucking record, lady. They were signed by a goddamn judge on November 17th of 2011, the day before you were arrested. I've looked at both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really love that. You know, it's that she's held in jail, charged with nothing, no warrant. Now, as long as she's not lying about the most easily verifiable piece of information, right. her credibility is golden from here on in. Oh, for fuck's sake, are they counting on no one to double check? <laughs> she also says that they intimidated her husband. And one of the fact checks that I read about this was like the intimidation of her husband was them coming in and being like, hey, man, is this shit she stole in your house? And her husband being like, mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and like and let's spend a second on this. OK, because like what happened is she stole some data and, and took some laptops and shit home from the laboratory she worked from when she got fired. Or actually, she didn't take him home. The The guy that was living with her at the time, some guy that was like renting a room from her, signed a sworn fucking affidavit that she asked him to bring that shit from her office, and he did. And another mm. person signed uh, a sworn affidavit that she asked her to do the same thing, and, and she turned her down, right? So that's what fucking happened. Or at least that's the allegation against her. That's what the, and the, the charges were ultimately dropped, right? Like, because I guess the guy who was bringing the charges against her was also in some legal trouble. The charges were ultimately dropped, but that's what actually fucking happened. It is verifiably not the goddamn thing she says in the movie. Well, you can, you can think that, Noah, but how do you know for certain it wasn't that quote? The police planted all that evidence on her. She had nothing to do with it. She didn't oh. steal it. That was all planted. Like the, the movie's main witness is attending the I have no idea how that bag of weed got there, officer. Maybe they planted <laughs> yes! it on me defense. It's incredible. Yes. I, literally later in the movie, I said that this is that scene in Cops where the guy explains to the cops the crack in his hand isn't his. The documentary. <laughs> yeah. She says the stolen property was planted. And I'm like, Okay, but they had to sue you to get it back. 
<laughs> right, like yeah, that's yeah. well, like why? Okay, all right. If you insist, well, now that it's here, but we should be able to trust this movie when it comes to intellectual property and and the the possibility of it being stolen, because we know for a fact this movie only uses uncopyrighted stuff, so it knows all about intellectual property. <laughs> if anyone understands copywriting over here, is this fucking movie? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So she starts talking about how the government destroyed her reputation. Okay. So she, she names Anthony Fauci as the chief villain in her story here too, right? That's going to be a recurring thing in here. And honestly, that's really the whole point of this is to try to tie her new book to this, you know, Anthony Fauci is a member of the deep state conspiracy theory. And it's such a sad obsession because he has so nothing to do with this insane lady's sad little life. It's like me getting arrested in a Wendy's parking lot and being like, fuck you, Dave. I knew you were behind this. I was taking a shit against the wall because I'm out of toilet paper. And Dave, he instructed his hoodlums. Yes, right. Right. And she starts talking about, like, there's a point here where she's explaining that she's under... I, Federal double secret probation, right? She starts talking about how she's under an investigation that's so secret that it's there's no way to confirm that it exists and she's not even allowed to have a lawyer to defend herself because officially there's no such thing as this investigation. Yeah, yeah. It's Her story is that they all colluded to attack her in secret and the fact that they won't tell you that's true just proves how true it actually is. That's how yes. secret it really is, that they won't even acknowledge this thing she's made up is true amazing <laughs> right she, she also says she has no rights i want her to be like yeah i mean government just lets soldiers live in my house all the fucking time national guard troops in my fucking den as we speak <laughs> and then mickey uh, fucking the filmmaker uh, i'm sorry the filmmaker says uh, wow you are so selfless to risk your freedom for the good of humanity with no ulterior motives whatsoever. Apropos of nothing, here's what the cover of your new book looks yeah. like. <laughs> I, I honestly almost went with best worst intro of a book, right? Oh. So, wow, you are a hero. And to sacrifice all that, anyways, let's take a look at this clip from your new movie. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so, and by the way, you want to hear the saddest goddamn part of this fucking movie? That book was number one on Amazon about a week ago. It's still, oh, it Jesus. just dropped out of the top 10 today. Oh, oh God. And so this is, uh, the book is interesting. You know, she's got a book out about all of this. The co-author of the book, first of all, is a guy called Kent Heckenlively, which sounds like a name that Heath gave himself during an ad read for dick pills. Kent Heckenlively <laughs> is, is definitely one of Heath's characters for the dick pill ads. And so you start looking at the character she's knocking around with, you know, this virologist who's super knowledgeable about immunology. And Kent Heckenlively is currently banned from Australia because he called for a ban on all vaccinations and he calls himself the number one, the world's number one anti-vaxxer. And that's her co-author. You think, well, who else is involved in this book? Yeah. Well, the forward, the forward to the book is by Robert F. Kennedy, where the F stands for fucking idiot. Yeah. He's, he's written the forward to the book. She's got a, quote, a cover quote from Luke Montagna who won a Nobel laureate for his work on HIV, but his other work includes essentially justifying the water memory theory of homeopathy. So her book is basically like the Avengers for batshit. It's like she's found <laughs> all of the batshit heroes from around the extended universe and brought them together to fight a pandemic, fight for a pandemic. Uh, yeah, fight for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the side of Thanos. Yeah. So and what I loved, like fucking Mickey almost accidentally spills it all. Right. Because he's like, wow, you know, if your story's true, you are in mortal danger. And yet you do not look frightened yeah. at all. 
So you just look um, weird. excited by opportunity to sell your book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and then, of course, it's time for us to demonize the ever-loving fuck out of one of the few good people left in the American government, Dr. Anthony Fauci, right? <laughs> it's like, not only is he a bad guy, he's the boss villain of this movie, right? Oh, God, it's so amazing because they keep shooting him in sepia tone, but every time he's like <laughs> handing a lollipop to a baby or holding a sign that says like, please buy an extra hundred masks. Like they can't find any quotes that make him seem ominous. No, I know. Yeah. It's, it's, he is a very difficult man to, to make appear evil. He just, he doesn't have it in him and they try really hard. And also they point out, you know, the bad guys, they're trying to make it sound really sinister. The bad guys are the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Disease. And for one thing, I feel like the allergy guys are basically mostly makewits there. I don't think those are the main drivers of the conspiracy. You know, it's like the Federal Bureau right. of Mass Death and Itchy Rashes. I, I feel like they're piggybacking on the rest of the success of it. And then, okay, so she starts explaining how, oh, God, this is so fucking convoluted. And, and almost all of it is verifiably false. And the parts that aren't verifiably false are only supported by her goddamn accusations so let's try to unpack her claims about eight right so she says that she was involved early on in some of the confirmatory work when hiv was first isolated and determined to be the cause of aids now there was if you recall a, a huge controversy about this a french doctor actually did isolate hiv first and then an american doctor tried to steal his research and everything well so she tries to tie anthony fauci to this and herself Right. So she says she was involved in the confirmatory research of the the French guy, which is utter fucking bullshit because she was like she didn't even have her Ph.D. Like there's no goddamn way that this like fresh out of goddamn college person would be in, at, at, like at the forefront, the cutting edge fucking medicine. Like So it's it's complete horseshit to begin with. But then so apparently she confirmed that this French guy was right. But then Anthony fucking Fauci dropped out of the ceiling and fucking started screaming at her that she couldn't publish that finding until this other guy had stolen his finished stealing his research. Yeah, uh, this, this whole section's amazing. One of the things I, one of the little notes that I had about this uh, section is they keep cutting to uh, footage of Anthony Fauci at the time, which is in 1984, when I think he was being played by Roy, Sch Roy Scheider. If you have a look, I'm pretty certain that's who was playing Fauci at that, uh, at that time. And they she talks through the conversation she had with Fauci about, I said this, and he said, no, you're not going to do that. I said, I am going to do that. I said, this conversation didn't happen. This is just in your head. And we're watching this in the documentary as if this is real. Right. Well, and the whole idea of it is so bizarre because she starts talking about like... um her boss was out of town in Europe, so that, which is why Anthony Fauci came to her, who could at, all, at best only be this like super, super low level researcher at that time. Right. Again, she didn't even have her fucking Ph.D. yet. So wouldn't have been the chief investigator on any goddamn thing with the NIH. No. So instead of, you know, a phone, right, which existed in 1984, she could have fucking called her boss and said, hey, you know, let's hold up the publication of that paper. He makes she makes it out that he had to come and start screaming at her about it. And when that failed to produce the results he wanted, he then waited for her boss to get back and had him spring the conspiracy, you know, to take credit for all the great AIDS research. Oh, it's fantastic because it also implies a world where like 
academics talk to each other, but their work is super secret, especially in medical fields from each other. And it's just, no, this is my cookie recipe, Anthony Fauci. <laughs> it's such, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry to spend so much of the time just trying to drill down to what the actual conspiracy theory is on this. We're going to have to do that a couple of times just because, like, again, this is a movie with a body count and the body count is actively getting bigger as we go. So I really do more so than usual want to arm everybody with what it's going to take to debunk the shit that, you know, their Aunt Kathy oh, heard yeah, in yeah. this fucking movie. Uh, so well, apologies the- for that in advance. And again, we have to point out, this is just... Your shitty Aunt Kathy who got fired from Cracker Barrel who explains how the manager's wife got her fired because she beat her in a pumpkin pie contest in high school, but with (laughs) science, right? Everyone knows this person who's like, well, you know, if I hadn't shat against the wall of that Wendy's, Dave never would have seen the potential in my glory. This is just, someone just pointed a camera at that lady. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you can see what she's doing because she's trying to say that, you know, Fauci, he delayed the publishing of this uh, really important breakthrough I'd personally made on HIV. And she even talks about how millions of people died because of that delay. And so she's trying to sort of take credit for the people that would have been saved had it been for, had they listened to me and not waited for someone else to publish research and all these people died unnecessarily. And so she's blaming Fauci for a delay in reacting to a virus which was killing people in huge numbers, which is she why now she wants us to delay reacting to the coronavirus which is <laughs> like she is the Fauci in her own story <laughs> right right and what's so fucking sad about that like again okay so you know are you saying that people stopped dying of AIDS in 86 that we started really nailing it right there like the t- okay yeah everything about this is she starts talking about how um Everybody that was involved, she said something like she had 97 witnesses that could back her up on this, but all of them were paid off with millions of dollars of research grants from the National Institute of Health. (laughs) 97 people with millions of dollars. And first of all, yeah, they were willing to spend hundreds of fucking millions of dollars on this. Sure, why not? But also... 97 scientists were like, well, you know, it's AIDS, but fuck, man, millions of dollars is a lot of money. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And then, yeah, and then she blames fucking Anthony Fauci for AIDS. And again, we are eight minutes into this goddamn nonsense. (laughs) We really are. That we've had that much to fucking unpack in the first eight minutes. So we're going to take a much needed break, but we'll be back soon with even more. Plandemic. Lou, 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 doing totally innocent AIDS spit stuff. AIDS spit stuff is my favorite stuff. Why, hello there, Doctor. Anthony? Anthony Fauci? What are you doing in my lab that definitely lets me take home laptops whenever I like? Yes, they do. Well, I would like your AIDS spit paper now. But, but you can't. It's, it's my ultra super secret AIDS curing recipe. Hmm, that's true. I see. Well, then you leave me no choice but to frame you for stuff. What what kind of stuff? Doesn't matter. You'll go to jail because I said so. I will? Yes. Sorry, Eli. I'm just a bit worried that this sketch is a little too realistic compared to the movie. You you think so? I Yeah, yeah, it's 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 way more realistic. Yeah. Okay. Uh how about how about this? Uh now I will attack you with my legion of Jew rats. Much better, much better. Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs>
And we're back. When we last left off, Dr. Mikovits blamed Dr. Fauci for AIDS. So now we're going to spend a minute reflecting on all the evil he did by setting back one half of the discovery of HIV for a few years. And we're going to do that through the words of one Larry Kramer. Who is that? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, did Mickey tag in a better narrator here for a second? <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't sure whether he's just lifted this footage from another documentary somewhere because I think he does that later with that interview between those two doctors that we that will come to I think mm -hmm. that's their documentary that he just tags that he just cuts in so I don't know if this is actually still even his thing or whether he's just nicked someone else's but yeah it's so strange that that makes a lot of sense or that he like actually took a news source for this one okay yeah right right and and by the way at this point she talks about just briefly about how Robert Redfield the head of the CDC exacerbated the AIDS crisis that's real okay so like just just to be clear the shit that she says about Redfield, like he definitely, he definitely has a lot of blood on his hands from, for the AIDS response in the eighties. Right. But she's playing the true false game. So she'll be like, oh, Robert Redfield and Reagan. Am I right? And you're like, oh yeah, no, that was a huge problem. And she's like, plus did Dr. Fauci made us all eat a monkey every morning for breakfast. And you're like, what now? And she's like, Robert Redfield. And you're like, no, you can't. Yeah, Sandwich. well, right, right. The, yeah. I can yeah. pause the movie. Well, she even did, even did that coming out of the Larry Kramer thing. Because Larry Kramer, yeah, he was angry with Fauci at the time. But if you Google it at all, you find out he actually later became friends with Fauci and credits Fauci with saving his life for getting him onto some pretty good sort of experimental treatments. But we don't hear any of that because Larry Kramer is just used as a prop in this wow. documentary to be like, here's a guy with AIDS. So Fauci must be an awful person because guy with AIDS had a, a bad thing to say about him once. So Clearly, that's all we need to know about the guy with AIDS. He can go back in his little box and we'll carry on talking about something else. Uh, unbelievable. There's like nothing. There is no claim in this movie that it does not fall apart upon examination. I guess probably she got the Redfield shit wrong, too, if I look at it a little more deeply. I know he did some <laughs> fucked up shit. But, but and, and look, to, to this film's credit, and I won't say that very often, anyone who was in charge of anything medical in the U.S. in the 80s has some some blood on their hands, some HIV positive blood on their hands for this. Right. And, and Fauci, I do, I believe took over his present position in 84, 85, something like that. So yeah, there, there probably is, you probably can go in there and fault him legitimately for some of the shit he did. If you're doing so to support your later claims that like masks are bad and coronavirus is bullshit, then no, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Also, and we haven't talked about this yet. There was a conspiracy around COVID, Right, like the president was like, "Hey, how do we downplay these <laughs> numbers?" If you know what I mean, we know that now. You can make a documentary about the conspiracy around COVID. You don't need to make one up, right? <laughs> right. Gotcha. They finally have what they want, right? They finally have the George W. Bush that they wanted in the fucking White House, the evil conspirator, and they won't even just take the goddamn meal in front of them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So, yeah. And then we get into this question of Fauci having patents on vaccines and the potential for <laughs> conflicts of interest there. And uh, I, I have to say, honestly, I spent a long time trying to unpack all of this. Yeah, I spent a while looking into it as well. But, but first, it's worth pointing out that uh, Mickey does ask, well, how can someone who's giving health advice 
own a patent on the solution. Isn't that a conflict of interest? It's like, it's strange they never ask about the people flogging supplements and colloidal silver yep. and bleach you inject yourself <laughs> with. Nobody ever says, are you profiting from this? Because if so, I can't trust you. They just fucking drink the colloidal silver and take it down. But so this idea that Fauci had a patent in like, was it 1986 or whenever she sort mm-hmm. of references that he had it. The best that I could see is he didn't have any patents until 1993. That's the, that's the best that I could see. And even those weren't of vaccines for HIV. And partly for that is because we don't have a vaccine for HIV. So nope. obviously he wasn't <laughs> getting a patent on the HIV vaccine. The other thing that I, that I found was it looks like the, the patent kind of assigned to the US government. So it wouldn't be... Fauci profiting personally, it would be the government sort of going back in the coffers. Is that right? So I don't know exactly about that. I know I did read an NPR article where they said that Fauci did profit off of a patent that was received through NIH research and then donated the money to a charity or something like that. So like I said, I spent a lot of time trying to unpack all of this. I was not able to. So they talk about the Buy Dole Act for a bit. And I'm real hesitant to endorse anything with fucking Bob Dole's name on it. <laughs> but but they talk about how it's like turned universities into crack addicts for patent money and, and all of this shit. But they don't point out that in so doing, they've they've taken all of these universities, public universities, and focused their resources more and more on basic research. Yeah. Right. So what the Buy Dole Act is, is it's a it's a it's a change in the laws that allowed government employees to profit from discoveries that they made when they're doing medical research. And, and and the reasoning for it is that if you didn't have that, they'd all go work for private companies where they would have that ability, right? Right, right. gotcha. And is her argument here that university researchers have too much power and money? Yes. <laughs> yes, that is exactly her goddamn argument, right? And well, again, I don't... It's that, uh, and it's the fact that this act destroyed science in the early 80s, which explains totally why no advancements have been made in the last 40 years. It's just been stagnant for the last four decades. Yeah, no, I, I, it's weird that I did not notice that before she pointed it out. But yeah, science was destroyed in the 80s. Also, like... Getting back to the patent idea, this is not my pillow. When you have a patent on medical research, it doesn't mean that you get to, like, create a fucking lemonade stand of that RNA strand that you created and fucking start handing it out at county fairs. There's a whole different process around medical patents. She's just counting on no one to ever Google or be interested in those differences. Again, like I said, I'm not going to pretend that I understand the Bayh-Dole Act or the way that that affected medical patents after researching it for an afternoon because I didn't make this fucking movie and that's not how I operate, right? (laughs) But I will say that, like, they demonize the shit out of it without making any effort whatsoever to explain what the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I started Googling it and then I thought, no, if we're going to break down U.S. patent law, you've uh, you've invited the wrong regular guest onto the yeah. show this week. <laughs> right. It's not right. for me to start doing it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a better guy for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she explains that people just let Bill Gates be a doctor because he's rich. <laughs> Oh, oh, my this God. This annoys me so much. This whole Bill Gates thing annoys me so much. People keep saying, well, you know, Bill Gates isn't a medical doctor. He's got no medical expertise. It's like, right. But he does sort of employ a lot of people with medical expertise. And they, they tend to use that medical expertise rather than him just like knocking about and trying stuff because he's rich. That's not how that works. I saw a great exchange online. Uh, Jay Novello, of the Skeptics guy, is talking about exactly this. He's arguing with some asshole, some anti-Gates asshole, who says, you know, well, what does he know about medicine? He's like, well, what he gets from the experts that he talks to. He's like, oh, so he just parrots the information that's given to him? He's like, 
Yeah, well, you want everybody to make up their own fucking facts? Yeah, if you're not a goddamn <laughs> idiot, you just pair it with the people who know what the fuck they're talking about. Say. That's what we all fucking do. <laughs> or should. And the footage here is fucking fantastic. Because... <laughs> They have him with this African little boy and he's like patting the kid and like shaking the kid's hand. And then a doctor comes in and gives him the vaccine. <laughs> right. Look, if this footage was him being like, which side's the needle? OK, sharp end, shunk. And he just stabs it into the little kid's chest and be like, all right, someone should have stopped Bill from doing that. But he's just present for a vaccination. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, so oh God. And, they, and they got the they've got the slow motion evil like attack ad sepia tone thing going on through all of that, and it's like, yes, he's he's saving a baby's life in this fucking footage. The thing about the whole Bill Gates thing as well is that it's it's often parroted by the same people, and we'll go on to do it in a moment. Who say like, well, this virus was created in a, in a lab, and then it escaped from the lab, and now it's kind of spreading all around the world and harming people. It's like. Well, it's funny you should say that because the idea that Bill Gates is behind all of this was created by some people who had a political agenda. Then it escaped into the real world, started mutating, and now people are getting harmed <laughs> by that false idea. Yeah, as it as it happens. Yeah, I spent I spent a long time looking at this for uh, for the latest episode of Skeptics with a K. If people want to check that out, I spend about thirty minutes, forty minutes going over the entire Bill Gates uh, conspiracy theory, and it's some of the roots of it are so infuriating. Oh, it, they really are, man. Like this this guy, like they've demonized an effort to keep warlords from stealing the fucking identity documents of refugees they've did mm. they've demonized efforts to fucking s slow the spread of aids in africa they've demonized efforts to fucking d d eradicate vaccine preventable illnesses yeah it's really despicable shit them damn refugees can wait for me to type in their 12 digit code motherfucker <laughs> no marks of the beast here jesus so they follow this of course up with a clip of bill gates saying that we're going to need to have a vaccine we're going to need to get near total vaccination against this uh this new coronavirus before things can get back to normal right now he's not saying before we can go back out and reopen the world on any level he's saying before things get back to normal and he's exactly goddamn right yeah right yeah, completely. and but she's counting on your fucking stupid aunt reacting to this the way she reacts in your text thread with your whole family where she's like i heard new jersey is gonna close down the beaches and all the water's gonna go over to the west coast because the chinese are using it and you're like, <laughs> wow we're Jesus. not looking i didn't realize so much of her sanity was based on the ability to color her roots <laughs> oh, jesus yeah god and also i'm sorry but why does bill gates always look like he's his own marionette like he's got to get his hands up there to pull his shoulders and stuff i don't understand that but also if you have a billion dollars and he does spiff it up a bit like look I, if we're gonna criticize bill gates maybe get a shirt that fits just one bill <laughs> make it out of the companies you destroyed during your rise to power i don't know make something happen buddy so Oh, but of course, now we cut immediately from that clip of, of Gates saying, look, we're going to need to get close to, you know, total vaccination before things can get back to normal. We interpret that as Bill Gates is going to enforce mandatory vaccinations against everyone in the world. Right. We use the term mandatory vaccines just to scare the fuck out of natural green mommy. Yeah. And then Mickey turns to Judy 
Jesus fucking Christ, these people. Mickey, the filmmaker, turns to Judy, the doctor, and says, and I quote, I bet if they force everybody to get vaccinated, the people who own these vaccines will make hundreds of billions of dollars. I'm like, why not just go with gajillions, Mickey? <laughs> but the thing is, right, yeah, they probably are going to make a lot of money if we all have to have vaccines. So fine, you could have left it there, but she adds into that, yeah, and they will kill millions as they already have. It's like, and you're a crazy person again. You could have said these these are just making a lot of profit on the vaccines, but you've gone all the way to and they're killing people again. Yep, you crazy no, I, I marked it in my fucking notes. That's 10 minutes in for this movie to entirely tip its fucking hand. And, and Mickey tries to take it back, right? As soon as yeah. she says that, he goes, wait, are you anti-vaccine? And she goes, Oh no, not I'm not anti-vaccine. I, yeah, it's like so. I have to ask you if you're anti-vaccine, so you can you know give me a bullshit answer that allows us to both continue this fucking charade. Yep. Let's let's do that bit now, shall we? Yeah, don't worry, guys. It turns out she wasn't racist at all. She just actually does want black people to know the joy of a hard day's labor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. she goes. No, my job is to develop immune therapies. And I wrote in my notes, okay, your job was to develop immune therapies. <laughs> yeah. Now your job is to get banned from YouTube. So Yeah, now, now your job is to write a book with an anti-vaxxer forwarded by another anti-vaxxer while you're wearing your vaxxed hat that you actually yes! possess. So are you an anti-vaxxer? There's some pretty clear signs here. Even her answer to the question where she's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not an anti-vaccine. As she's given that answer, they have to keep heavily editing her sentence three or four times, cutting to different angles to cut out the things that she said. It's like, it's not a good sign when your answer to, are you anti-vax, requires three crunching edits to make it <laughs> fit the question, fit the narrative. Well, and and even after those crunching edits contains the sentence, there are no vaccines for any RNA viruses that work. Yeah. Yeah. So I sent that uh, that line, along with many other studies and things she cites. I was using uh, my friend, Dr. Alice from uh, Skeptics of the K, who's infectious disease researcher currently, has a PhD in cancer research. She's doing HIV research at the moment. So I sent her some of these lines and I sent her that line saying, there's no vaccine currently on the schedule for any RNA disease. And she just sent back saying polio measles, just two words. That was oh, it. no! <laughs> <laughs> the disease you think of when you think of vaccination. Yeah. Polio, M, M, and R are all RNA. <laughs> Rabies is an RNA virus. Fucking yellow fever, which as I understand it, is the goddamn gold standard in vaccines. One fucking dose and you have a lifetime immunity to the goddamn thing is an RNA vaccine. And she's going to claim that there are no effective vaccines for RNA viruses? Jesus fucking Christ. How will she get stupider, you ask? Well, don't worry. Mickey's about to ask if the fucking disease was created in a laboratory, or is that just something he remembered from Evil Dead? <laughs> there's, it's almost finds the edge of her crazy, right? And I love in these documentaries where we find the crazy of the people in the crazy document. She's like, I mean, did they make it in a lab? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. What they did is they injected it with Bane juice and then they made it <laughs> mad at the world so that only Superman could fight it. <laughs> yeah, she says it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was created. I also wouldn't say it's naturally occurring. I'm like, what the fuck is option C? It was supernaturally <laughs> created, evoked through the anger rights Christ yeah. rises from the grave and one virus <laughs> yeah that sentence I love that sentence like, do you believe this virus was created in a lab and she says I wouldn't use the word created 
It's like, right, but crucially, you would use the word lab. So we are still talking about lab. <laughs> That's not the key word in this sentence at all, lady. <laughs> also, I'm sorry, in this lady's head, we have a secret cabal of virus labs, but someone wandered out with some like stealing fucking tape from the office they were just like well you know what i sorry i forgot who we were talking to she probably thinks that's totally normal yeah right right yeah she's like what i've taken viruses home with me before yes i got the grant i got the grant to develop this virus it's my virus i can walk out with the virus somewhere else and later the police will break in to take the virus back and i'll claim they planted it we know how this works it's fine She's just licking the top of the test tube. Do you still want it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you have dengue fever now. What I love, because I read a lot of the like the, the debunkings where they'd go in like claim by claim and try to like debunk what was said in this fucking movie. And there were a couple of points where all of the scientists that they called upon to debunk are like, I don't even know the fuck she's talking about, man. <laughs> and yeah, we're about yeah. to, the, the, that's one of those uh, was where she starts talking about how it would take the virus up to 800 years to have these mutations in the wild, which is her evidence that it was created in a lab. Yeah. But like up to like the upper limit is not the important one here, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> and not even even if it was, you know, the world is older than eight hundred years, so it, it's, had, it's had a chance. <laughs> even the creationists will give us eight hundred years. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's because she's trying to say, well, it you know it occurred from the SARS one uh, virus within a decade, and that's not natural. It's like what she's doing there is exactly the same as the kind of the creationist argument of saying, well, how can you get from a monkey to a man in one generation? It's like, well, it, it, it didn't get from SARS-1 to this. It's just they both came from the same kind of family, the corona right. family. And even then, you know, she says about the family, she says this family of virus was manipulated. And if she means the corona family of viruses, that includes the common cold. So either she's saying even the common cold was manufactured or she's lying and she knows she's lying and she's hoping we won't figure it out. Hmm, I wonder which it is. <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, I can I can guarantee you I know exactly where this was created. It was created somewhere between Fort Detrick in North Carolina and Wuhan, China. And I'm like, well, yeah, those are on opposite sides of the planet. So, yeah, OK, nailed it. See, in, in my head, I was picturing like a foreign exchange program that she's picturing, like a guy from Wuhan <laughs> comes in for his first day and everyone's got donuts for him. And he's like, oh, you guys. <laughs> I'm, see, I, I thought of it more of like the Dick Cheney pinning down where Saddam's weapons of mass destruction <laughs> vis-a-vis to, to Crete were. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have to make hay about the three point seven million dollars that the U.S. government gave to a lab that worked with Wuhan. Yeah, and the source on that is a Daily Mail article. And they hide that because they trim the masthead on yep. some of these websites off so so you don't, like, check the source. But it's a Daily Mail speculative headline, and that's the source we've got here. And even the next one, there's a story by um, it's Patrick Howley for National File, which is a far-right news source. The guy who came up with it has been on the Alex Jones show recently talking Jesus. about Fauci and Bill Gates. These are the sources we're going to for proof in this uh, in this documentary. Unbelievable. And and what's fucked up is that this is this first one that she has to go to the Daily Mail for is a real thing. There really was this three point seven million dollar grant. But any legitimate source would also have in the headlines. But it's normal and kind of like, hey, guys, that's a good thing. Right. The yeah. fact that we fucking thought to give millions of dollars to the infectious disease lab right next to where the next big plague came from. You'd think that that'd be the kind of thing the administration would run around sh- like waving in the air. But <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Also, one of the sources she quotes from is like CRTV or CNTV, which is made to look like, you know, Fox 4, where you find about the ice rink opening back up for the winter. Uh, it's the English language version of the Chinese government propaganda machine who yes. were literally accused of broadcasting a guy's torture. <laughs> yep. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. GCTV or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Credible, <laughs> credible sources. And then, okay, and then she makes this gem of a goddamn claim. Oh. She talks about how her job when she was fresh out of college in the early 80s was to teach Ebola how to infect human cells. <laughs> oh, I love this so much. I just, I picture her as like uh, bitter, in a bar, smoking, whiskey there. <laughs> she sees Ebola on the news, on TV, doing so well. So I taught him everything he knows. He doesn't thank me for it. <laughs> I got no credit. <laughs> so, Just a shopping montage with the Ebola virus coming out with all these bags. No. <laughs> Comes out in a different outfit. Yes. Also, even if that were true, it's not. Nope. That's a weird confession, right? Like, oh, <laughs> how do I know? Because I participated in biological warfare. Sorry, what? Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. But first of all, you're lying. But yeah, if you weren't, your first job out of college was assistant to the regional super villain. Um, and, and we should point out, too, that the first uh, like recorded Ebola outbreak in humans was in 1976. Way the fuck before she's saying she trained it to attack human cells. <laughs> OK, so Jesus fucking Christ. And then she throws out this trope, and this has become real super common with the COVID-19 conspiracy theorists, this idea that non-COVID-19 deaths are being classified as COVID-19 deaths to make it look scarier. Yeah. Right? Like, she's like, you know, oh, it's really COPD. And I'm like, okay, well, then explain the massive spike in COPD deaths then. <laughs> yeah, it's seasonal-like It's seasonal -like allergies. Also, we get, like, this is where they do the micro cuts of a bunch of, like, one third of a sentence of people in scrubs who we will never identify. It's <laughs> yes. just like a guy being like, they sent me a big red stamp <laughs> that says COVID. <laughs> he goes, I've seen many doctors who are perplexed by the CDC guidelines. I've chosen not to share any of them with you, but trust me, I've seen a bunch of them, like a whole bunch. Yeah. And one of these doctors said it's it's really bad that you can see an 86-year-old patient who's got sudden pneumonia, who's been exposed to someone who's asymptomatic, but later that person was shown to have COVID and that would count as a COVID death. <gasps> That's ridiculous because he thinks that because he's also a Republican senator who is aggressively misunderstanding the nature of this virus for political purposes. That's the only reason yep. you could hold that view. So who's to say what caused the COVID-19 symptoms you died from? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, well, right. And, and it's what's so fucking funny is he tries to, like, at first this sounds like something, like he's got a point, but then he has to keep undercutting himself. He's like, they're telling doctors that if a 90-year-old man who has pneumonia dies to count it as a COVID death. And you're like, really? And he's like, if they happen to have been associated with an asymptomatic person that wasn't known to have COVID-19 at the time, but was later discovered. And we're like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just describing exactly how this virus transmits. That's a, yes, a textbook exactly. of transmission. <laughs> I'm telling you, I found this man at the foot of a cliff. They wouldn't even let me investigate how he had died because of their secret pro-gravity propaganda. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And now we do. So he, he starts talking about how, like, you know, doctors all over the country are jumping on to the on their webcams to explain that these 
new CDC guidelines don't make any fucking sense. They should have no practicing doctors that are named whatsoever. Yeah, there's a mm-hmm. couple of guys in scrubs. Yeah. We we very clearly never show any names. And also, no one in these aforementioned legally unprotected scrubs ever makes a solid enough claim. They're usually just like, it's usually just a webcam shot of a guy going, uh, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah, or somebody just going, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all it is. And, then, and even this little section kind of ends with, uh, with him saying, I'm going to look at different sources and think for myself. Because that's what America's about. It's like, that is not what America, that is not what America's been about for a while now. It's been a while since that's what America was. Oh, oh no. I would say America is all about like listening to the experts and other sources and then deciding for ourselves what the best science is. I'd say that's exactly what America's about, sir. And we also, we have to meet these two fucking assholes, uh, Daniel Erickson and Artin Masihi. I, I don't know. I've only seen it written. I don't know. But these guys, they they, they pop in here. We'll, we'll hear more from them later. But they're these two doctors out of California that have been as thoroughly goddamn rebuked by a medical association as anyone ever. The fucking, what, what is it? The American College of Emergency Physicians and the American Academy of Emergency Medicine released a joint statement about these two assholes that referred to their assertions as, quote, reckless and untesting musings. End quote. And basically, the statement ended with also, fuck these assholes. I've never seen something out of a medical organization that was that thorough in its in its rebuke. It's amazing how the, the most damning word in reckless and untested musings, weirdly, is musings. That's the thing that comes across as the most kind of uh, damning thing. It's like, yeah, it's reckless and tested, but musings, it's not even based on anything. Amazing. No! <laughs> Right, right. But, but of course, but Judy just, she isn't buying all this fatal infection bullshit. Oh, this line annoyed me so much. She says, you don't die with an infection. Because all these people are dying uh, from COVID and on their death certificate saying that they died with COVID. And she said, you don't die with an infection. You die from an infection. And it's like, well, yeah, well, first of all, as long as we have adequate testing capacity and the healthcare coverage it would take to do all the diagnostics, that's absolutely fine. But the other thing is, your specialism is meant to be AIDS. Very famously, an infection you don't die from, you yep. die with because it causes secondary infections that kill you. So you, even <laughs> yeah. your specialism would tell you that's bullshit. Right. A car accident doesn't kill you. It's the fucking, you know, the part where your organs splatter over the window that dies. Yeah. 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 I believe you'll find it's whomst died of coronavirus <laughs> by my book. <laughs> And I want to point out that I literally made a joke in my notes at this point that said, I've talked to doctors who are being paid $100 per COVID death. And then one (laughs) sentence later, that is her point. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. so and again, this is something that all of the COVID conspiracies are making a lot of hay of the the Medicare reimbursements for COVID, which they, they paint as something sinister. Yeah. Right. So like basically the, the, the government's saying like, hey, if people die of COVID, we're going to give you money or if they're on a ventilator, we're going to give you more money because we understand that you guys are in a disastrous fucking situation. You all you hospitals have, have, have foregone all elective surgeries through this crisis. So many of you are on the verge of goddamn bankruptcy. We're going to support you through this. That is being sold as an evil act. Yeah. And, and the, the ignorance of this particular point is particularly staggering given that it could only hold in America. That isn't true anywhere else in the world. So why would this conspiracy still apply to Britain where doctors aren't getting $13,000 per COVID patient because we've got a a national health service or in other other parts of the world where they have a decent funded health service 
this point wouldn't fly. So why wouldn't we see massive differences in the infection rate and things? Yeah. But obviously, you don't need to, to look beyond the bounds of America, because if you do that, you might find your point is bullshit. Also, <laughs> it's not like a Cutco bonus. It's not like someone's cutting him a check. <laughs> Some guy comes into the office coughing, honey, go ahead and tell the plumber to put in whatever kind of tile you want. <laughs> 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 and fucking Judy is trying to tell us that the real killer here is the ventilator because they're putting people on ventilators who don't need them. And then you breathe too much. <laughs> yeah. She's like, and you've killed them with a ventilator because you gave them the wrong treatment, which implies that she knows the right treatment. And it seems a dick move to bury that in this interview. That she didn't mention what the right treatment is. Why'd you make him ask? <laughs> well, uh, spoiler, in the last few minutes, uh, it's going to have a lot to do with beaches and sand. <laughs> oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We need to stop there because I'd forgotten about that for a second. And now I need to lay down. So uh, we're going to take a, a minute to get our fucking tinfoil headgear together. But before we break, I, I have to give you the hard sell on this. Is this movie legally considered a murder weapon? Why the fuck not? Find out the answers to different questions and less when we return for the lethally batshit conclusion of Plandemic. Talking about hair loss can be a touchy subject. <laughs> I might be bald, but my butthole is perfectly elastic. For, for some people. And going to the doctor can be a drag. No! No, I tried something and I need to go to the hospital right now. I Again, for some people, which is why there's 4hims.com, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Operator. Butthole-related injury. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed physicians and FDA-approved products to help treat hair loss. Plus, 4hims connects you to real doctors online, which could save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. No, 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 no. Butthole. Operator representative right now our listeners can get started with their first month free go to forhims.com slash gam that's forhims.com slash gam prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate offer valid only if prescribed three months minimum subscription additional restrictions apply see website for full details and important safety information remember that's forhims.com slash gam butthole representative eli just press zero no i'm trying to reach a butthole representative Carry on then, I guess. Someone to represent my butthole in court. Operator. <laughs> I'm afraid to say your grandfather didn't make it. Pop up? No. I know. Damn this terrible virus. Sorry, doctor. Virus? Yes, I'm afraid COVID-19 has taken another one. But but my grandfather had a heart attack. Yes, right. But the cause was coronavirus. Well, no, the, the cause was he was hit by a bus. A bus driven by coronavirus. Uh, sorry, doctor, I have your big bag of gold coins. Yes, yes, I'll want. be with you in a moment, Dr. Fauci. Uh, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. Yes, Hanukkah, indeed. <laughs> and we're back for still more of this shit and for the first time they're going to acknowledge the existence of the rest of the world 
Like Marsh was pointing out earlier, it kind of undercuts the it's all Anthony Fauci's fault in those Medicare reimbursement theories. So Mickey says, hey, isn't Italy a place? And honestly, if she had said no, right, if she's like, no, it's that's just a rumor. That would not be the movie's most outlandish claim. No, but don't worry. We found out that Italy was hit so hard by coronavirus because everyone in Italy is old. Right, yeah, no, that was it's a whole, like, yeah, that part was already messed up anyway. Though. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, Italy does have, like, a really old demographic. It is sort of demographically skewed in that direction. And, and you know, people, not only are, uh, does it have quite a high percentage of quite old people because people tend to live quite well around the sort of Mediterranean area and the types of diets they have, but people also then stay in quite close family units and mm-hmm. touch each other and kiss, kiss each other on a near constant basis. If, if you are in Italy, you are guaranteed to already be in contact with someone at all times. <laughs> right. Those are reasons, but they're all they're particular reasons why this pandemic virus was able to spread so far and so quickly. So this is not an argument for her case. It's an argument for the actual real story. Well, right. And and that's the thing is that like, look, yes, Italy is is has a very elderly population, but it's they don't even have the most elderly like Japan does. Germany also yes, has a yeah, very yeah. elderly population. Like there are other countries that we could compare it to. And like, yeah, and Germany got their, their asses handed to them by the coronavirus, but not in the way that Italy did. So like it doesn't even hold up. Even if this argument worked in your favor, it wouldn't hold up. And then she starts talking about some weird shit about how Italy got a corrupted flu vaccine that had dog AIDS in it or some <laughs> dumb yeah, it had the bird shit. flu. It was grown in a dog. This is all very weird. <laughs> It was it was quite quite like basically more animals than Animal Fucking Crossing were involved in that Italian outbreak. Yeah, you mean the one they got in two thousand nineteen? <laughs> okay, I I'm sorry I didn't understand the point she was trying to make because she started to run out of battery while pronouncing the word two thousand nineteen. You guys saw this, right? I felt like a fucking crazy person. I thought my video skipped. Do you know, it's, it seemed like, you know, uh, when somebody is just making it up as they go along and they realize that they don't have an end to the sentence and they just <laughs> start slowing the sentence down while they yes. can't figure out where they're going next. It was born in a dog. Dog. To be dog. Yes. She, she definitely should have been like 2009 hats. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would have been better than going on to the dog thing. So <laughs> sure, why not? And I read some of the fact checkers on this as well. And it's great because this far through the movie, you can tell the fact checkers are struggling to get through all the bullshit. And the fact check on this just says, there's no evidence it was grown in a dog. There's no (laughs) evidence they injected them with bird flu. No, there wasn't all these different things in the flu vaccine. It's just, they're just giving up at this point. Yeah, yeah, right. This part of the movie, they're just like, no. (laughs) Every fact check is just like, it's just fucking Andrew coming on. Nope. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so and now now it's time to ask where the government's been hiding all the aquarium cleaner and lung bleach. Yes, despite all the real fucking science, hydroxychloroquine is the actual cure for the <laughs> made-up disease that didn't exist in the last scene. I don't even know. <laughs> for the dog flu that everybody ha- I I don't I I'm not I can't even keep up with the fucking conspiracies in this. By the way, here's the craziest goddamn thing about the whole fucking movie in this note 
Eli spelled hydroxychloroquine correctly. <laughs> now there's a fucking because there is a conspiracy behind that. There's no. I'm pretty sure I just typed H and then slapped my keyboard, and it was a million monkeys for a million years situation. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's either that or Google autocorrected it because of how many Americans have been Googling hydroxychloroquine <laughs> yes. recently. Yeah. Oh, it these <laughs> and, all, and it autocompletes and immediately starts suggesting exactly where you can buy it from. Yeah. <laughs> I love they cut in with another one of these YouTube clips from a dude in Scrubs who thinks that he just got Anthony Fauci. He's like, oh, you know, Fauci says hydroxychloroquine isn't good because there's no been no double blind testing. Well, when you come up with a vaccine, will it have double blind testing? I'm like... Of fucking course it will, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> why, why would it not? <laughs> but also, he's like shitting on controlled studies. And I, and I wrote, oh, yes. yeah, he's one of those qualified medical professionals who doesn't believe in controlled studies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, they won't sell scrubs to just anybody, okay? Well, this is the thing, because I think, and I could be totally wrong here, if you look on the wall behind him, it definitely looks like an acupuncture map. Yes! Next to the world's smallest cupboard, his one tiny little <laughs> cupboard in his room. He's got an oh, acupuncture map. Really? Thought, oh, really? You, you can just buy scrubs, can't you? And you can, yeah. just, you can just film yourself on, a, on your phone and people assume you're a doctor. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. picture of a human behind you. Oh, well, that must be a doctor right there. Yeah. She then explains that, and this is really fucking amazing, she explains that evidence is not anecdotal, if there's a lot of people with anecdotes. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. She's like, well, you know, they say it's anecdotal, but in this survey, 30 doctors said that they had anecdotes that chewing Trident after a meal would reduce the like. Yeah, <laughs> even even that study they show is it's a headline in the Washington Times, that really yeah. famous uh, newspaper, the Washington Times. And it's about how popular hydroxychloroquine has been among the 2,000 doctors pulled. Not how effective, not how nope. proven, just how popular. So when you have Trump and Bolsonaro going on television saying, buy hydroxychloroquine, it's amazing, you suddenly see a spike in popularity that could well be explained through all of this. But yeah. Weird. Yeah, exactly. And fucking, and Judy is just incredulous about this. She's like, you know, the AMA was threatening to pull doctors' licenses if they used that treatment just because it was unproven and could kill people. Oh, God, yeah. And the thing she specifically says as well, she said, and this this has been on the list of essential medicine for 70 years. And now if you use it, you're going to have your license pulled. It's like, yeah, essential for other stuff. Not for malaria. For it's essential for yeah, other it's stuff. It's an anti-malarial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. No, exactly. Like, estrogen does a great job of it. If I'm taking it for my goddamn COVID-19, something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. if your dentist induces your pregnancy, he should lose his license. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple massage, I'll have you know, is used very frequently. So <laughs> you owe me an apology. And she also says, they say it's just anecdotal data, but it's not just stories if we've got thousands of pages of data saying that hydroxychloroquine is effective. So yeah, but you don't. You don't have right. to. If you had that, exactly. you what you've got is a French climate change denier, and that's not the same thing. <laughs> oh, wait, but no, that's not all. They're also, uh, they're also suppressing suramin, apparently. Yeah. And I will, I, I will admit to you, I basically had given up by this point. I'm like, no, I am not going to, there's not, you, you don't get to introduce a, a whole new fucking conspiracy theory this late in the game. Oh, Noah, you missed out because Suriman is, it, it is the black on white violence Google results of crazy <laughs> science. You put Suriman into Google, it hands you a tinfoil hat and crying on a Skype call. It is fantastic. 
fantastic. Oh, so the only thing that I wrote down on this whole bit was because when she says Suriman, we cut to Mickey real quick, nodding knowingly, which means he's, he literally edited in a scene so that everyone would know he'd heard a Suriman before. This was a new information. <laughs> yeah. And so she, so she's all about, uh, the sermon's all about, it's meant to be a cure for autism. And she says it literally gives kids with autism a voice. And what she's talking about, and in particular, she cited a, a study that proved that it's so wonderful for autism. The study had 10 children in it, five of whom got placebo. So when she oh, says Jesus. it gives, it literally gives kids with autism a voice, she means five kids. And even then, the study wasn't looking at language changes. It was looking at other things. Language changes were just an uncontrolled secondary outcome that was noticed during the study. So it was not actually controlled in any way, the language thing. Oh, they just wow. threw it in so there like, because what they were looking for didn't work. And and it's five kids. So like she might as well like they might as well have been like, wow, like eighty percent of the fucking kids ended up with new shoes after they took the syrup <laughs> and it's crazy. <laughs> Andrew Jesus Wakefield Christ. looks at that study and he's like, eh, it could have been a little more robust. <laughs> and she says, she says it robust. was covered up by Bayer, Monsanto, and Fauci. And just to be clear, I think Bayer were involved in Suramin. I think they were involved in the trial, mm. but it's got nothing to do with Monsanto and it's got nothing to do with Fauci, nothing at all to do with Fauci. It's just brought up as a random smear to try and associate him with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and Monsanto obviously is the great boogeyman hiding under the bed of every conspiracy theory, yeah, apparently. Yeah. They're like the fucking Rothschilds or something. <laughs> and then, so so Mickey's like... uh well, and again, just in case you were wondering how far down the fucking rabbit hole we're going, this is Mickey's question. He goes, is it safe to say all natural remedies have been shut down since they can't be patented? And she's like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Sorry, all natural remedies like hydrochloroquine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I went out to the hydrochloroquine tree and picked myself a <laughs> bottle of pills. But look, but again, the, the actual question being asked here is, do you think that a near perfect majority of medical researchers and doctors are willing to kill people by the millions for 245 grand a year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, is it safe to say that? I mean, it's safe to say that. It's not true to say that. Not, not no nice one's going to kill you that. if you say that. You might kill people if you say that, but no one's going to kill you if you say that. Yeah, it's not safe for everybody else. It's safe for you to say it. Right. And the reason is that they can't be patented. So we only have supernatural patents. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. I can't sell anything except this ghost jizz. <laughs> we only hear about aspirin. And also the idea that you have to patent it in order to make money out of it, I think is amazing. This comes up all the time when I talk to, to, to people selling pseudomedical uh Interventions, pseudomedical treatments. They're like, well, you know, homeopathy. You know, the reason that big farmers trying to suppress that is because they can't patent it. They can't make money off it. It's like, right, but you as a homeopath make a living from this. So yep. you figured out how to monetize this, but the pharmaceutical companies just couldn't get there. You've managed, you've cracked this nut that the pharmaceutical companies just <laughs> could not right. get. Right. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And then she claims at, at this point that like, getting your flu vaccine increases the likelihood of getting COVID-19 by 36%, which again, a fuck, a few scenes ago, COVID-19 was a fucking normal COPD death dressed up, right? <laughs> so your chances of getting it were zero earlier. Now they're zero plus 36%. Even better, her citation for this is a paper that says if you get a flu vaccine that contains 
coronavirus, not COVID-19, coronavirus. Sometimes you have coronavirus in your bloodstream after. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. No, th- he asks her. He sa- she says, you know, it'll be a 36% increase. And Mickey, out of fucking nowhere, he goes, hey, where does that data come from? I'm like, oh, now you want fucking data? <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly we want fucking data. Okay. She's like, oh, well, that data on the 2019 novel coronavirus comes from this 2018 study. Oh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was about the 2017 influenza season. And just to be, just to reiterate, be absolutely clear, coronavirus as a family includes the common cold. Yes! And what they did in the paper was they looked at uh, military personnel who'd been vaccinated against the flu and then looked to see which of them was susceptible to the common cold. And they found that some, if you'd had the, the vaccine, you were more likely to get uh, by, by 36%, you're more likely to contract the common cold within a short period of time afterwards. But it wasn't fucking SARS-CoV-2. It wasn't the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It was the common cold in 2017, 2018. And, and again, and also it's not like 36% of those people got the goddamn cold a week later either. It was just 36% more likely, which is probably yeah. an extraordinarily small number of people too. Yeah. 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 And in the abstract of the paper, they were like, of course, we didn't ask about like immunocompromised people or people who would get the the flu vaccine because they have weakened immune systems. So I don't really fucking know why we did this. Anyways, where's my $13,000? I was told I'd be given a COVID-19 stamp. <laughs> I'm supposed to get a reimbursement, goddammit. Bill Gates, where's my money? <laughs> And this again, this is the bit where she bring where she she lays out the vaccine strategy that I mentioned. That was my best worst, which was wait <laughs> yes. until everyone gets infected, then push the vaccine just after it was in any way useful to everyone because they've now got it because that's how vaccines work. You absolute fucking cretin. But the other thing that I find amazing is when they bring in the Bill Gates thing. They don't do it in this film, but I've seen other conspiracists bring the Bill Gates thing in. And they say, well, Bill Gates, he's doing this all to, to create such a fear of the va- of the virus that when he sells us the vaccine, he can give us a little microchip and then surveil us at all times. It's like, right, if, if he was doing that, where's the vaccine? Where is that shot? Because we're not getting more scared of coronavirus the longer this goes on. Like the, the peak of fear was pretty early on in this. So yeah. if the vaccine was available immediately, you get everyone to take it. But the longer this goes on, the more time morons like you are stopping people from following the, wanting the vaccine. So his opportunity has gone and he's missed out on all this time to surveil us. If you just think about what you're saying, you'll realize it can't possibly work. Yeah, I, I, exactly. It's yeah, we can't even get internal fucking consistency out of these people. Also, even if that were true and he was going to chip everyone in the world, you just know that thing would start an update right in the middle of a conversation. You're fucking dog. <laughs> Sorry, I'm fucking, I'm uploading my Mark of the Beast again. Sorry, what's, that? Fucking, what do you mean later tonight? Be specific. You're a computer. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got another great line in here as well, where she said, coronaviruses exist in every animal. So if you've ever had a flu vaccine, you were injected with coronavirus. I thought, I don't even know how she thinks B follows A there. How she thinks that's one consistent sentence. (laughs) I think she might think that flu vaccines are animals. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way that makes sense. The syringe turns to camera. It's a living, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so now Dr. Reckless and Dr. Untested Musings show back up to shit on mask wearing. Now, this, interestingly enough, is the section that got this fucking thing banned from YouTube and Facebook and everything else, right? The whole uh, wearing masks is more dangerous than not wearing masks bullshit. 
Oh yeah, these guys. So the the thing they say that at the start of this as well, they're saying that well, actually, you know, the the coronavirus is actually way more prevalent, way more common than we think, which means it must be much milder and not kill as many people. Because if all these people have got it across the entire population, we should be seeing way higher numbers. And that entire thing is based on their kind of study, for want of a better word, that they think a really high percentage of people who have come to see them for treatment had coronavirus, which is a bit like saying that. Famine is a kind of everyday, day-to-day thing that isn't that serious because everyone who turned up at my restaurant was hungry. That's a bit of a selection bias going on here. Well, and also, goddammit, they're they're basically promoting the chicken pox party methodology here, right? Because mm-hmm. they're saying, like, well, if you wear a mask, then you're not going to have that. You're not going to be building up that immunity to all these other diseases. It's like, yeah, but but you won't be dead, right? Dead people are immune <laughs> to all the diseases. You could have that. But yeah, they, they give the whole fucking gloves and masks are for pansies thing. And then they say, and this is really fucked up, they actually start shitting on the, the, the second wave, right? They start saying like, well, yeah, and of course there's going to be a second wave because everyone's immune system has been compromised from staying at home and wearing a mask for so long. So they're like preemptively telling you that, yeah, but when like when you follow our advice and people are dying left and right, don't worry, that's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, they're kind of making that point that exposure, they're sort of making the point that exposure to viruses and bacteria is always a good thing. They're saying like, oh yeah, we need to have this in order to get a a strong immune system. It's like, we've got this immune system to cope with virus and bacteria. And that's why whenever I meet an HIV patient, I always ask to gargle with a little bit of their blood. It's the only (laughs) safe thing to do. Uh, this is also where uh, Dr. MJ cuts in again or JM cuts in again. And she's like, yeah, you can like she's part of the conversation. She cuts in to go, yeah, you can re-give yourself coronavirus <laughs> yes. by wearing a mask. <laughs> this was another one that the fucking fact checkers just threw their goddamn arms up in the air on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck was she even? To- she says that when you wear a mask, all you're doing is. Is reinfecting yourself with the diseases that you're breathing out. Yeah, it's. it's but incredible. I already have those ones. <laughs> <laughs> and the bit where she cuts back in as well, it's just after those guys were talking about how uh, opportunistic the infections are. And I had in my notes, speaking of opportunists who take advantage of a crisis in order to thrive, let's go back to Dr. Judy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think Judy has already made her most dangerous claims of the movie, but she hasn't made her craziest ones yet. (laughs) That's coming up right here because this is the part where she tells us that the best thing that we could really all do is a fucking beach blanket bingo. Right. (laughs) This is where she says that. All of the virologists agree with her on this. They 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 wouldn't be in the video. They, they but they agree. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. And you got Mickey as well. He says you're not the first virology virologist to tell me that what every other virologist in the rest of the world thinks is wrong. So you're not the first one who's told me that everyone else who knows what they're talking about is wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They have the little montage of of closed stuff and everything. And she says that like. I don't know what the fuck she's even talking about, that if you go to the beach in the ocean, there are protective microbes in the soil or in the (laughs) sand of the beach. The sand sequences, the soil and sand sequences that are going to protect. And a a sand sequence isn't a thing. That's not a thing. (laughs) What the fuck was she? Like, this was one of those moments where all the fact checkers were like, it's not even coherent enough to be wrong. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't rise to the level of wrong. But the thing is, they don't explain it any further. It's like, so yeah, there's 
healing microbes and sand sequences. Anyway, we'll move on because that requires no further explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey goes, he's like, if you think about it, these institutions that are polluting our bodies and our world are so effective at making people think that we're the homicidal assholes that they're concluding that all by themselves without even getting any input from those institutions just based on our (laughs) actions. They are so retroactively effective at demonizing us, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, you know you're evil when you have to include a part in your documentary before release where you're like, and yes, we are going to be banned from the Nazi haven that is YouTube for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they specifically say there are just no dissenting voices allowed. It's like, yeah, in this free country where the president is an anti-vaxxer, there's no dissent allowed at all. No, yeah, what they're saying is we're not even saying what we're saying right now. <laughs> right? And they've got a montage of the media shows that uh, where they say you're not allowed different viewpoints. And their montage includes... InfoWars, which is, first of all, the source of some of their evidence. And also, it's fair to say, a dissenting voice from the mainstream. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's that was probably the weirdest goddamn montage I've ever seen, because they're trying to the the point they're trying to make is you're hearing the same thing from all the different sources. And so they show us fucking Stephen Colbert, Bill Maher, Rachel Maddow, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones. Like, what's the thread here? Is this a fucking SAT question? White people? I think I mean white. (laughs) The authoritative race. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, and there's this also this this amazing moment where we have one of these uh, reopen the country protester assholes and he's got this giant American flag and he's just screaming at this calm woman who's sitting in a chair trying to explain why we should like let these stay in place orders stand a little bit longer. And I'm like, oh my God, is this, do you think this is flattering to your side (laughs) or is this the most flattering footage that exists of those assholes? (laughs) Yeah, who they thought would make them look good is an old man screaming over an American flag at a lady, I think, in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, and then we cut to unnamed, angry, bald guy in scrubs yelling, I'm blown away that I'm in such an overwhelming minority in my online rants about how COVID-19 is bullshit. (laughs) Sheeple. Wake up, sheeple. God, Jesus. He literally ends by telling the sheeple to wake up like sane people do. Oh, and then we have Judy and she says, you know, many people will just take the money. And just to reiterate, this is Judy who stole research notebooks in an attempt to profit (laughs) and who is now flogging an anti-vaccination book. But yes, Judy, some people will just take the money, won't they? Trust me, if if anybody knows about just taking the money, it's this girl right here. So yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, she accepts the medical community's apology in advance and shit. (laughs) What I would say to medical professionals... Let me borrow your laptop real quick. I just gotta, um, I'm a big Minesweeper fan. Get in there. She's like, but you know, they've got it so locked down, the fucking powers that be. You don't get any funding. You don't get published. If you're wrong, all of a sudden, they don't want to publish your shit. Yep. <laughs> You are correct there. But but see, but just in case you're thinking that maybe Judy's just some asshole, we see her speaking at a podium in front of wood paneling people. Yeah, so clearly she, this is important. She's she made it to the fucking Ramada. 
<laughs> she explains that she had to start an educational society. You know, we're allowed to call it that because that's not a legally protected term. Right. Yes, yes. But she starts that out by going, you know, when I when I got out of jail, the first thing I did was, yeah, no, says the person impugning the integrity of Anthony Fauci. <laughs> oh. And you, and you know that all of these talks are anti-vaccination organizations because she's spoken to Autism One, she's spoken to another bunch of anti-vax groups. That's what she's showing us here. This this so-called, I'm not anti-vaccine per se. I just speak to an awful lot of anti-vaccine groups and publish anti-vaccine books and wear merchandise from anti-vaccine films, you know, <laughs> like, a non, like a, someone who hasn't made their mind up yet. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. The way that I don't work for Pornhub. Yeah, <laughs> I, and then just like fucking Mickey wraps the whole thing up. He's like, you know, it's been a real honor to sit here and casually accept everything that you've spouted. I bet we kill people. Anyway, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then we end on this supposedly ominous quote of Fauci, but it's not. It's just fucking sad because it's from 2017 and Fauci's like, hey, everyone, I've been around for a while. And it, if you guys could just fucking get some masks all right, could everyone please, please listen to me? And then it's like fade out, and it's like, hey, right. we didn't listen to him. <laughs> well, right, right. But what they're trying to do, so like he's he's talking about, he's like, hey, you know, there will be a pandemic in this nation, and 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 we have to be prepared for it. And they're like, see, he knew it was his plan. All no, you fuck. Yeah. His job is yeah. to know that. They're spinning it like he's saying, stop me before I kill again. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's like, yeah, he's saying that there'll be a surprise outbreak. How do you know that? And on a similar note, how come firefighters know that at some point there's going to be a fire? Why are they all yes, prepared for right. fire? They keep they telling us not to let flammable stuff near open flames. What do they know? What are the odds that they'd be right there where the fire was only moments <laughs> later? Jesus. Yeah, right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Marsh, it's always great to have you on the show, but it's especially on a show like this where we really kind of need the services of a professional skeptic. So I really appreciate you playing along uh, this time even more than usual. Thank you so much for your help knocking this one down a peg. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure, guys. It really is. All right. And of course, if you want to hear more from Marsh, be sure to check out the show notes for links to uh, Skeptics with a K and Be Reasonable. You guys just did a, a new episode of Skeptics with a K, correct? Yeah, we did. And I, I went into the whole Bill Gates uh, conspiracy theory in depth. So you can hear all that there. And I am starting to do Be Reasonables again. I should be putting out a show in the next couple of weeks. And fingers crossed, I should be interviewing a guy soon who believes the death toll from COVID-19 is zero because viruses don't exist. I'm really Ooh. looking forward to that. One. Oh, well, I was sure you were about to pitch your Mickey Willis interview. That was <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that should be awesome. And while that does do it for our review of Plandemic, that's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to stoke the embers for next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Well, we've obviously earned a little bit of a break. So we're going to be watching Extreme Days, the extreme sports Christian film. Oh, good. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Sorry we didn't get you for that one, Mercy. I mean, I might just watch that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. 
All right, with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 248 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Marsh, and perhaps even a huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Nita, D&D Minus, and The Skeptocrat, available wherever podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slot, Nick People Traps on Mars. All the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. Judy Mikovits went on to serve as Surgeon General in Trump's second term. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> alive people that were otherwise going to stay alive went on to die. MarshDidCovid.com <laughs>